are listening to a message from Bethany First Church of the Nazarene, online at bethanynaz.org. Awesome. Thank you, Pastor Rick. Thank you, Brian, for bringing out the podium. And uh, thank you guys for being online and joining with us uh, and for being flexible. You know, um, we had to make a decision there at the end. But you know what I believe? The psalmist tells us that no matter how high or, or how low we go, there is God, right? There's not much that can separate us from him. So I think that whether you're in here or at home or by the pool, probably not today, but uh, by the coffee shop, anywhere else, I believe that God can meet us there. And the focal point, anytime we get together, uh, is to just raise our awareness Raise our attention of Jesus anyway, and I think ultimately that can happen any place, anytime. So, thank you for that. We are, um, we are about to hit Thanksgiving, and we're about to hit Christmas, which I don't know why every time I think that means things are going to slow down. But it's not the case. You know that. There's all these different events and parties we have to go to. And right now, who knows? We've got to figure out how to do it COVID safe. Um, but I've got a feeling we're all going to make sure we stay pretty busy, right? And then you just pack on this year. We've, we've gone through so many highs and lows and, and different ways to uh, try to counteract uh, COVID. And all of that, I think, has left us feeling just as busy or at least just as tired as any other year, even if we've had some times where we've had to slow down. So today we're going to look at a portion of scripture that is, it's about rest and ultimately where our soul can find that. Uh, I'll give you the answer right now as long as you don't leave, but it's Jesus. That's it. And uh, so we're going to look at Jesus going to a house of some friends. And we see that Martha and Mary are there. And uh, Martha is working. And Mary chooses to just sit and hear the words of Jesus with some of the other disciples. And uh, I believe there are some implications in here about how we can make sure that our soul is at rest and uh, we're able to live healthy whole lives. So. If you're there, go ahead in the chat, just say amen, say I'm here, say I got the verse, whatever. Let us know that you're in there. I'm sure that some people have been communicating with you anyway. But Luke number 10, chapter 10, verse 38 through 42, it says this. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted. By all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? T tell her to help me. Jesus, I'm sure, with a smile said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed. Or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better. And it will not be taken away from her. What a great story, portion of scripture, and I believe that God is going to help us live into it a little bit. So let's pray real quick and we'll get after it. God, thank you uh, for this morning. Anytime we can come, we can bear, be aware of you. Uh, we love that. And I believe that you are going to be in every home and every heart this morning. And uh, we thank you for your love and your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, hey, you, you may be new, even if you're out of state you, and you've been watching online with us. 
You know that a couple of weeks ago, we had a pretty bad ice storm here in Oklahoma City. And in fact, as I was looking at the dates, I realized that the last time I preached, the ice storm hit the next day. So I'm really crossing my fingers that we don't have any bad weather this week, right? But um, anyway, that ice storm came, and, and many of us lost power for many days, and some for a couple of weeks, and, and some are still kind of even struggling getting back to normal, and so we're praying for you. But even when the ice storm hit and you lost power initially, there's a little bit of part of it that's kind of fun. At least for me, I was like, okay, this is kind of fun, right? Like, I had no power whatsoever. I had uh, no Wi-Fi, obviously, so there was no streaming any shows. And my, like, data on my phone wasn't working, so my phone was basically useless. So, no technology at all. Basically just living in the Stone Ages, right? Old school. And uh, I actually kind of enjoy it. And I remember the second night, uh, Emma and I were sitting in our living room, that's my wife, and I've got the fire going. It's dark outside already, and we had a fire in the fireplace, and I've got like seven candles around me, and uh, which was extreme fire hazard, as you've already seen. Uh, I moved quite a bit, so I bumped into a couple candles, but luckily nothing too bad happened. But I'm sitting there, and I'm reading, and I don't flex this a lot, but I did happen to be reading a story, um, or a book rather, about Jesus. Some of his mannerisms, his characters, all having to do with the fact that he was just never really in a hurry. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, this moment is so good. And I also recalled that I had read a biography about Teddy Roosevelt and that he used to read every night by the fire. And I was like, my goodness, I'm a regular old modern day Teddy Roosevelt sitting here. We got the same initials, TR. Like I could be president, right? Like, and so I'm sitting there, I'm like, this moment, this is going to spur my legacy. I love what's happening right now. And I turned to Emma and I said, Emma, from now on, Every Thursday night in the Riggs household, we are doing No Power Thursday. This moment is so special. I'm going to make sure that when I get home at 5 p.m., I'm hitting the breaker box. I'll cut wires if I have to. We're going to do No Power because I want to have this same thing every week. What do you think? And she looked at me and, and very kindly just said, hey, you know, I think I, I love the idea. I love the heart behind it. But uh, I know you, and I know this is one of those things that you're kind of enjoying right now, and it's kind of one of those big ideas but as soon as the power kicks back on, you are going to totally forget that you ever had this idea and you're going to go back to your full steam ahead life that uh, you're used to living. And I looked at her and I said, you are so judgmental. No, I actually looked at her and I was like, you are so right. You know me better than me. That is exactly what I'm going to do. And it is what I did. As soon as the power came on, I turned every light on the house. And to this day, I haven't turned them off. Why? I like to go fast. It's good for me. I I'm someone that likes to stay busy. Uh, sometimes it feeds my ego, right? If the more tasks, the better. I like to accomplish as much as possible, right? And then I like to brag about it. Like, what did you do today? Oh, really? I've done seven things before you finish that one thing, right? Like, I it it's easy for me to fall into that type of life. I think the reason I liked the moment where it was a little bit slower was because, unfortunately, as much as I like going fast and going hard in the paint, the first thing that really starts to get budged to the side is my spiritual life. I'll just say, okay, I got a little bit of time here for some prayer. I'll read scripture really quick. Maybe I'll just, oh, if I just scroll through some of my Instagram stories, maybe someone else would have posts of scripture that I can read, and that will be enough for my quiet time today, right? Or maybe just a worship song real quick. But, but really quickly, when I start going full steam ahead, I begin to lose much of my, not, not lose my relationship with God, but just kind of lose my int intimacy with Him. I think that's pretty common for most of us, really. Life moves fast. 
We have so many different technological advances that we thought were going to help slow down life, but it has done the opposite. It's actually helped us speed up, right? And, and this year's been crazy, but in any year, here's a little bit of how your day is going to go. You're going to wake up, and you're going to go to work. And you're going to have all the stuff that you do at work. I don't know. you you got a different job than me, right? So you're going to have all your different responsibilities and things. After that, you got to pick up the kids from school. Then you got to get one to soccer practice. you got to get the other one to dance recital. You go home, you realize you got no food at home. So you got a middle class fancy it. Head over to Applebee's, pick something up, bring it back home. You eat it, all of a sudden there's a knock on the door. Your neighbor Roger, you remember, you had told him you were going to help move that big clunky thing from the garage down to the curb for, for, for bulk week, right? You get over there, you realize his garage is full, he wants everything down there. You're not done till like 10 o'clock. You come in, you sit on the couch, and you're like, okay, good, finally, a little bit of downtime. So what are you going to do? Well, I'll watch some ESPN. Nothing better than watching two grown men yell at each other about a sport that doesn't really matter, right? Finally, you're going to go lay down, and then you're going to be like, hey, how about I just scroll through Facebook? Screenshot your way through it because you couldn't believe that he or she said that. And then finally, for the last little bit, before you go to sleep, you'll say, oh, yeah, I forgot. I've given everybody access to me at all times. So let me check my email and see what terrible news I need to see before I go to sleep. Boom, you just remember that you have a meeting first thing in the morning. You're going to bed stressed, you're waking up stressed. The problem is, I'm out of breath saying it, but the problem is, as Christians, we then at the last minute think, oh yeah, I gotta sprinkle some God in there. So how about I listen to some worship music on my way to work, or um, how about uh, I, I think about those verses that can help me in this moment. I'll think about, um, hey, I'll fear not, for the Lord is with me. I can walk through the valley of the shadow of death, or something like that. I'm terrible at memorizing scripture. The second part is, hey, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And it's like, well, yeah, but it's not about just at the gym. Like, he's talking about more than that. And so we do enough of Jesus sprinkled throughout our busy, busy, hectic lives to where we think, Okay, like at least I'm doing it. But then we get to this end where we're like, wait, why am I still feeling tired? Like I thought God was with me. I thought this was going to be better. But I feel kind of the same as everybody else. And, and like I mentioned, any downtime that we do have, I believe that we often fill it with superficial rest. Scrolling and, and watching and just consuming. And, and we're not leaving enough room to maybe be paying attention to the one thing that matters. That's why I think the story of Martha makes so much sense to me because I think we all at some level can be like, yeah, I'm like Martha. This is a picture of the human condition. Jesus shows up at his friend's house and and he's got his disciples there and there's two sisters. One of them says, hey, Jesus is here. I I, I don't care what else there is to do. I'm going to sit there and listen. And Martha, someone else, I think much of, of my kind of DNA. She likes to work. She wants to help, right? Like, uh, maybe not that, that part might not be so much me, but she, she wants to help and she's a giver. And so she's going to be in there preparing the food. And, and, and she gets distracted, the scripture said. Distracted by all the preparations that have to be made. I haven't been a pastor for too long, but there's a common theme that when I meet with someone, they'll often say things like, you know, I just, I just don't feel God much right now. I just, like God is, just feels so distant. I think that this story can show us, hey, it's not always that God is distant. He actually might be right there, just in the other room. And you might just be distracted. It usually comes down to, to our habits, our focus, where our attention is going. Everything's always screaming for it, right? Well, Jesus, he doesn't barge in. He's subtle. He's subtle. 
He's humble. He's just going to be right there. And it's our job to kind of fight through some of the distractions. As Martha's preparing for everything that has to be done, she finally does go to Jesus. And I think she might go and be like, you know what? I was really focused on some of those things, but I'm going to come in here. I'm just going to hang out with everybody else. What do you got to say, Jesus? Pour it on me, right? No, when she does finally go in there, what is her state? It's, it's complaining. It's demanding. It's, Jesus, don't you see everything that I'm doing? Mary should be helping. Man, that's what happens to me. Often in my life, the busier I get, the easier it is to start seeing, hey, who's not doing their part? Who's not carrying their weight? And you just start getting uh, uh, maybe annoyed a little bit easier, a little bit more irritated. Uh, I get hangry really fast, right? And I start treating my wife poorly. Why? Because I'm not creating the space to make sure I'm leading. I love how one pastor said it, um, the pace of grace. Making sure that I just just walk gently and humbly, just like Jesus. And so she comes in and she starts complaining, and, and Jesus just looks at her and he says, Martha, Martha, you, you're worried and upset about many things. I was reading that, and, and it hit me, and, and I kind of want it to hit you the same way, and so I think you can insert your name. It could be Amy, Chris, John, Sarah, Alan. Timmy, you are upset and worried about many things, but only few matter. In fact, only one. You know what I love Jesus says? He doesn't say, Martha, Martha, don't worry about it. That's not our responsibility. Come in here, chill out. Someone else will handle it. My way, we just drift through. We just don't, someone else will handle it. You know, kind of the hippie theology, that kind of deal. No, no, no. Jesus instead is saying, hey, Martha, there is always going to be something else that needs to be done. I'm not against work. I'm not against making sure you plan your events and maintain your relationship. I'm not against leisure. I just want your focus to be in the right direction. And it's towards me. I'm the one thing needful. What does Jesus mean by that, especially when we connect it with our addiction to busy lives and all the distractions that come towards us? If you look in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Jesus is speaking to um, some of his disciples and, and some other Jewish listeners. And he says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Uh, do you know what all means in Greek? All. You know what it means in Hebrew? All. In German, Latin, Spanish, just means all. Jesus knows that for us as human beings, there are things that are going to wear us down, make us feel burdened, make us have a little bit of anxiety, feel stressed out, feel busy, feel overwhelmed. And he just says, hey, all of you, every single person, come to me. Why, Jesus? I'm going to give you rest. He goes on, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You maybe heard it talked about before, but obviously a yoke was a tool that farmers would use to maybe place on two animals uh, that could maybe make work a little bit more efficient, right? In first century, uh, people would have also understand that as, as kind of a common idiom for um, different uh, teachers and rabbis and sages and things. And, and each of them would have had their own yoke. That would have been their interpretation of the Torah, the first five books of the Old Testament, and, and ultimately their expectation 
for how someone should live up to and into the law. The thing was, their yoke was very heavy, burdensome, exhausting, and impossible to live into. And Jesus comes and he says, hey, mine is easy. It's light. Bonhoeffer said that grace is costly because it calls a man or woman to to give up their will and take up the yoke of Christ. It's grace because it's light and it's easy. Why can you say that, Jesus? Oh, he is both lawgiver and law fulfiller. When we attach ourselves to him, we take on his perfection, his righteousness, his love, his grace. We are now hidden in Christ. And outcome is then he also takes our burdens. We can cast our cares, our anxieties on him. And he says, hey, when you come to me, fully to me, is when you find rest. It might not be a first century rabbi, but there is something that most of us find ourselves yoked to. It might be work performance, people-pleasing, balancing the budget, maybe even some Christian expectations. Not all of those things are even terrible, but if we're not yoked to the right thing, nothing is going to bring us the rest that we need for our souls. And so when Jesus says, Martha, there's one thing needful, it's spending time with me. Why? Because I can give you rest. Everything else will begin to take care of it. All right, hey, I'm going to start wrapping up right here. I got a couple things, uh, five things actually, that I want to share with you that I think um, would be helpful. This is not an exhaustive list. This is not legalism. These are just some practices for us to, I think, limit some of the distractions. Because I, I want to live a life that is free and light, right? I love Eugene Peterson uh, puts this passage of scripture in the message version. He says, hey, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me. I'll help you recover your life. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. I'll help you learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I want to teach you how to live freely and lightly. And I just think that's the kind of life that I want to live. So here's five things. I'm going to do this the first time for everything, right? I'm not usually a point preacher, but here you go. Five things that I think are going to help you this week, especially in a week that's probably going to be pretty busy either way. Whether you're just staying home or you're with family. Both scenarios, you need Jesus, right? So number one, stop scrolling. Fast social media for one week. I'm just going to delete it completely off my phone. It'll be fine. Facebook and Instagram, they do a great job at remembering everything you do. So it'll be there when I re-download it, right? But for one week, I'm going to limit the distraction. Number two, I'm going to set three five-minute reminders each day for prayer. I just want these to be moments where I'm like, oh yes, I do want to be more aware of Jesus. And let me give you a free tip right here. One of the things that I like to do uh, in my prayer time is I will put a background noise up on my phone. Maybe a gentle stream, maybe a Sahara wind, something you know like that. Find yours, right? And I'll sit there and I'll close my eyes and I will just pretend that Jesus is, is sitting right across from me. And I, I, I try to even think, hey, I'm not even going to say anything. I just want to be with him. Before long, I just start imagining that Jesus is saying, hey, how are you? I love you. It's good to, it's good to spend time with you. How, how can I help you? you know? And so that's a tactic that I like to do during prayer. So if it's something that works for you, I would love that. But number two, set a reminder for three times throughout your day. Number three, start your day with Scripture. I know this can be tough sometimes. And someone, sometimes people ask, hey, where, where should I be reading? Where should I start? 
jump in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the stories of Jesus, his interactions with his disciples and other people. And sometimes I'll get the question of, hey, which, which version? Should it be ESV, NIV, the message? Here's my answer. Whichever one you read, okay? I don't, whatever. Just pick one and go for it. Number four, strive to limit TV watching. Again, this, do what works for you, but this is to limit distractions. I'm probably going to watch some football next, on Thursday, Thanksgiving, right? And so uh, whatever works for you. Number five, and here's the last one, start a for God note in your phone and list your concerns. This is just a little area where, hey, you're going to have different things that make you worried, that upset you all throughout your week anyway. You might as well let God in on them, right? And so in your phone, I think there's something about the physical practice of going in and saying, hey, God, not only are these mine, these are yours too. And I think that I'm going to be able to get through them better when you are with me. So those are the five things. And my desire, like I said, it's just I think that many of us can get going so fast in life. And we just get to a place where we're tired, we're worn out. We think, man, why why isn't this getting better? Well, I think sometimes we admire the life of Jesus but we aren't necessarily adapting his lifestyle. Jesus is saying, hey, I'm not one that's really ever in a hurry. Jesus had plenty of goals, plenty of objectives. He got them all done. And he wasn't sprinting to the next one. I think we can follow that person. That's the man I want to be like. And so for the rest of 2020, let, let's make it a charge for ourselves to say, hey, anytime I just start feeling a little restless, a little burnt out, I'm just going to lean into Jesus. I'm just going to spend time. There is always going to be something else that needs to be done. The reason the moment in my living room by the fire was so special, it wasn't because the power was out. It wasn't because I had candles going. It was that I had the person I loved the most sitting next to me, and I was reading about Jesus. That's it. I was leaning to him. We could have been anywhere. Tropical beach, mountain cabin. And it would have been a special moment because of Jesus. So I hope that you're able to find time in your week for that to be the same thing for you. Let me pray again. God, thank you for your word. Help us to rest well and know that the answer is just spending time with you. We thank you for your love and your grace. In your name we pray. Amen. You have been listening to a message from Bethany First Church of the Nazarene. Visit us online at bethanynaz.org.